On today's episode of Recliner Reviews, we're talking about a late 90s Adam Sandler movie, which does not narrow it down. So that movie is... Sonny Koufax is finding out... Can I have a nightlight? Nightlight? Once you adopt a kid... There you go, all right? You better give that kid back. I tried to give him back. You got to keep him. Go back to sleep. I wet my bed. Mm, all right. Nice and dry. No more wetness. <laughs> Big Daddy. This movie is, when we talk about Adam Sandler movies, I think we always preface this as like, they're critically just always shit on. And some of them are fair. Yeah. Jack and Jill, like one of the worst movies ever made. What's my name? Dunkachino. It's a whole new game. Dunkachino. Although I understand the appeal, both Grown Ups movies are pretty stupid. There are some other clunkers on there, especially on Netflix. And this one, I'm, I'm sure without looking and, and fact-checking for it, I'm sure is not was not critically received when it came out. But I would consider it like a tier two Sandler movie. If we're doing like a like a pyramid of uh, Sandler, there's yeah. a tier one which I'd put like The Wedding Singer. Just talking about Happy Madison movies, not movies he's in. Are you are you counting the stuff before Happy Madison? Because one of my notes is this is the last movie before Happy Madison. Oh yeah, I'm talking about like him as a as a writer and okay. producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like. His universe. So I'm, I'm saying, like, not movies he was in. Like, he was in a few movies before SNL, which he doesn't like to talk about. And then he obviously had some dramatic. Wasn't that a movie? Oh, I think it was a movie called Overboard or something. He, right? he does not like to acknowledge that he that was in That movie. movie was. It's an all time bad movie. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, sorry, sorry. Happy Madison plus Billy Madison, this movie, Happy Gilmore. Sure. Wedding Singer. Tier one, I would say, is like Wedding Singer, Billy Madison. Tier two, I would put this movie with like. Happy Gilmore, um, maybe The Waterboy, but that's talking not about comedies, right? Comedy, yeah, just, Straight, his comedies. just his comedies, yeah, yeah, yeah. not including his dramatic movies. Yeah, yeah, just, I mean, his dramatic movies are thrown out of this. I disagree. Hubie Halloween might be tier two. That movie kind of cracks me up a little bit, but this is a tier two Stanley movie. I think this is harmless. I think it's heartwarming at times. It has some really funny moments, but at its core, it's a pretty dumb movie. I don't know. Would it surprise you to know that this is his most successful live action movie? What, like box office wise? Uh-huh. <laughs> this shit. movie is his most successful live action movie, and it was his most successful movie until the Hanukkah movie he did in 2015. Eight Crazy Nights? Oh, my bad! Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights. Eight Crazy Nights, Eight crazy which nights is his is good. Which was his best, success, most successful movie. This movie grossed $163 million domestically. I was part of that. My whole family went to go see it. We saw this movie in theaters. We saw Mr. Deeds in theaters, which is like a tier three or tier four Sandler movie. I'll, I'll, I'll write a thesis on this, the whole thing. Uh, we should get a, like a, a, a board, <laughs> a whiteboard, so that this way you can actually... It's like Glenn Beck. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, I saw Anger Management in theaters. Um, I haven't seen Eight Crazy Nights since it came out, but I remember loving it. I'm sure it's pretty stupid. Actually. I have not seen Eight Crazy Nights. Smell you later, poopsicle. So we should do that another time. Next Hanukkah, we'll do that. Let's do it for next Hanukkah. But... Uh, I actually kind of enjoy this movie. I think it's super rewatchable. It's on TV quite often. It doesn't actually surprise me that it's his most, his, his best box office movie because this is 99, I think. Yeah. And so Billy Madison is 95 and, and people like that. People like the, the Wedding Singer, what, 97? I don't know. I mean, around, everything is around that time. Around this like, time. But he had a few movies that people liked before this. Happy Gilmore's before this. Um, so he had some, maybe not like critic, success movies but like 
movies that people thought were funny, and he's four years removed from SNL. Yeah. Which, even though critics hated him on that, people liked him on that too. So I think his movies are starting to pick up steam. I talked about this in a different episode. I think he has this weird thing in his career where he was funny, people liked him. He peaked as a movie star probably around this time or a few years after. Then he became oversaturated because he was making all these dumb movies, not just a couple of them. And then people started to hate him, and now people kind of like him again because he's like over, oversaturated. But this is like his peak. Yeah. Like he had a few movies that people liked. He, SNL was only a few years ago. I kind of get that he, this is his most successful. I mean, it, it, it has certain elements of it that, I mean, remember, when you talk about what a movie, when a movie is successful is that it has some sort of basis in reality, right? And the fact of somebody trying to adopt a kid for the tax benefits or for the, uh, the checks or whatever or, and, and or to prove to their parents that they're not a complete screw-up, there's reality there. Like, yeah. as sick and twisted as it might be, there is some reality there. And that's why the best, a lot of the best comedy is based in some sort of reality. So that makes sense that like this is an expanded audience from a Billy Madison where there is no reality Oh, whatsoever. you can't relate to anything in Billy Madison. But, you know, and, you know, with regards to the storyline of it, it's the story is... There is a heartwarming element. I feel like that's kind of what's happened a lot with his movies at this time, right? So, like, this movie, um, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry with, uh, uh, with Kevin, Kevin James. James. You're a nasty old man. Like, it's dumb. It's a dumb premise. But then there's, like, a heartwarming element at the end. So, like, you feel a little bit better about watching this. Unlike, again, a Billy Madison where it's like, yeah, okay, he is successful at this going back to school yeah. like okay I, f I feel like there, there's trends right like of, of the types of movies that he did and with adding in this heartwarming element of it uh, to some of his movies at this time yeah and I think you you said when we did Billy Madison that Adam Sandler said that that was the closest he came to playing himself yeah I feel like it's this one because there's no he doesn't do any voices in this which like he's famous for like all those weird voices that he does in all his movies. In The Waterboy, he's not playing himself at all. No. This movie, he's pretty much a straight man, although kind of a failure. It's, it's kind of wacky, the idea that he went to law school and works as a toll booth dude. Like, the the premise is kind of funny. I mean, yeah. it's kind of wacky. He's just kind of, he has no interest in becoming a lawyer or having, like, a serious profession. But he lives in this crazy... New York apartment, this wild apartment with Jon Stewart, which we should get into Jon Stewart being in this movie. I think this required the least amount of acting from him. Probably, but in terms of it being like based around, like Billy Madison is, this is a complete fuck up who has to go back to school yeah. because just blew off all of schooling, as opposed to this, which is went to law school and just doesn't want to be a lawyer because for a number of reasons. And I'll be honest with you, like I have a friend who went to law school, became a lawyer, like passed the bar or whatever, became a lawyer, has a family law firm like waiting for him, but he wants nothing to do with it. 
there are a variety of reasons, right? Like he wants to go out and cut his teeth on his own and do his own thing, right? Yeah. Which is a lot of what is happening in this movie. He doesn't want to do what his father is telling him to do. Which makes like he's sense, trying yeah. to make his own way. And that's why he's this toll booth attendant and doing whatever makes him happy, you know? Even though he could be successful, he could be an attorney, he could be a high-priced attorney, make a ton of money, but that's right. not, like, there are people in this world. There are people in this world that even if your parents or somebody who's trying to, like a mentor is trying to, like, guide you in, the, in one direction, You're insecure. like, I'm not going to listen to that. There right, are people right. who are just like, I don't care if you're right. I don't care if what you're saying is correct or right. I didn't come up with it. I'm not doing it. And, and, then, like, and then at the end of the movie, he ends up, for a variety of reasons, probably influenced by the kid making him grow up, he becomes a lawyer at yeah. the end of the movie. So, yeah, that's a great point. It's just bananas to me that I have a thing. I, I, I've said before, hate movies set in New York for no reason. But I also hate. I mean, movies. not for no reason. There's there are no, a lot of no, reasons. No, this one, this one, I'm not saying is. Oh, is the like movie that. is set for there for no reason. Like it could be set somewhere. It should have been sent somewhere. Like else. it has not, the story. The story is not influenced by New York. Not your hatred. Your hatred has a reason. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. No, that has a reason. That's I was gonna say because I know your hatred has a reason. And yeah. I mean, I've, it's probably the same. A lot of the same well, reasons for me. So. Yeah. You know, if you've been to the city, you walk by the trash bags and the rats and everything. Yeah. Plenty there. But. When a movie is set there or in LA and it's not influenced by the story, because I just think it, most of the country is disconnected from that and yeah. it romanticizes these two coastal cities too much. But another thing, another layer to that is I hate when a movie is set in New York, and this might be true of LA too, but especially true of New York, and they give someone an average job, like an average paying job, and they give them a ridiculous apartment. I mean, that's, it, that's all of Hollywood, right? Yeah, yeah, but it's just, it pisses me. It's like a, just a pet peeve that like, I love to hate. Like, there's the movie um, Friends with Benefits, Justin Timberlake and uh, Mila Kunis, and he's, he works for GQ, and he has like this ridiculous Manhattan apartment. Yeah. It's a magazine, it's journalism, journalism's dying. Um, it's dead. Th this movie, Adam Sandler is a toll booth attendant, and yeah, he has a roommate who's a lawyer, John Stewart. But they have a ridiculous, I mean, it's, it's kind of shitty in a way, but it, apartments, yeah. huge. No, I mean, I know, I know your feelings on this, but it's, it's the element of friends. Like, yes, friends, that's one of the many like, reasons I hate friends. It, where these people work in, in a coffee shop. <laughs> yeah. Like, baristas in a coffee shop in, in the 90s where, it's not like Starbucks now, right, where Starbucks is paying like 20 bucks an hour whatever it is, yeah. however much they are, insurance and all of the things, right? You're working in a coffee house, you're making like $5 an hour, which was the minimum wage back then. I know because I had to work minimum wage back then. And there's no way you're affording, even with roommates, that type of place. You're getting a one room, if that, like apartment, probably a studio apartment, eighth floor on a walk-up, that you're sharing with 7,500 rats, and to be fair, they do have a rat, and it, it pops up. Uh, John Stewart and Adam Sandler are playing, like, or putting on the roof, and a rat comes up and grabs a golf ball. Well, at least they're true to the New York experience. Yeah. 
I, I had a, a friend who's now ex-girlfriend. She worked for Major League Baseball, had a decent job, lived in New York. She lived on the fifth, I wanna say 15th story of a building. I wanna say 15th, 14th, double digits. It had no elevator. We had to walk up for like 14 flights. She shared it with one other person, and it was probably like 400 square feet, maybe. You walk in, there's a futon and a kitchenette and a TV, and then her bedroom and her roommate's bedroom, and it was on a slant. It was like built on a slant, so like a, like a noticeable slant. So you're standing in the kitchen, and you're kind of like crooked. That's the New York experience. If you're in a set of movie in New York, have the person, if they're a journalist or a toll booth attendant, take five subways to get to work. They live in New Jersey or something. Live in a studio apartment with rats, with roaches, and uh, maybe not even working, functioning water all the time. Some of the New York experience, I have a friend as well. Uh, she is now married to a friend of mine uh, that was a teacher in New York, and her apartment was a studio, apart studio apartment, uh, but the New York experience is her bathroom and her kitchen shared the same I've space. I've seen that too, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> we're not talking about uh, Cosmo Kramer uh, cleaning the lettuce in, in his shower, you know, when, in the right, episode right. where he's spending his time in the shower. Like, that's just like everyday life. Like, everything is in the same spot. Your bathroom and your food. Yeah, I've in the seen same spot. toilets and kitchens and stuff. But, yeah, got in the weeds a little bit there. But Adam Sandler's apartment in this movie is bananas. I always thought it was cool. It might be kind of crappy because it's... It's this weird setup, um, but it's ridiculous for a toll booth attendant. But him being, they wanted to play him up as a fuck up. And the kid is supposed to kind of like make him grow up. But he adopts the kid kind of by accident because John Stewart had a one night stand in Buffalo after the uh, Blue Jays beat the Phillies in the, the 93 World Series, which I thought was a funny, factually correct thing to throw in there. Um, and he lies to the agency and says that he's uh, the dude, that he's John Stewart, which is kind of a, like, elite, like that's a serious, oh, yeah. horrible thing to do. Yeah. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't the, uh, the, the care worker, the social worker that brings the kid, uh, isn't that uh, the uh, great ham bone uh, from Billy Madison, yes, yeah, right? Yeah, or, or whatever yeah, yeah, he is, yeah, yeah. the wrestler? Yep. Yeah, uh, in this universe that we talked about and I did the, the tears, so many reused actors. Steve Buscemi, which... Is, is like pretty much every movie, right? Yeah, and is a homeless man in several of them. Uh, uh, now pronounced Chuck and Larry, he's like a government, uh, he works for the government, but I, we should do a whole episode just appreciating that guy because he takes serious roles in uh, Fargo, Reservoir Dogs, early in his career. Later in his career, Boardwalk Empire, Sopranos. Yeah. Like he has, he's a really good actor, and then he's in Mr. Deeds. Yeah. He'll just like do anything. Well, it's it's that whole element of Adam Sandler is just having his friends and his buddies in his movies, and yeah. like I like to think that he and Steve Buscemi are buds. Well, they're they're clearly like, really good friends, and he's apparently Sandler's probably one of the most generous people in Hollywood because people want to work for him. Or call us, Adam. I mean, we'll we'll be in your next movie. You want to do a movie in Chicago? We can we can make yeah, that happen. Absolutely. I disagree. I don't have too much else to say about this movie. I just I think it's one of his better, actually, one of his better comedies. Uh, one, actually, factoid, The Kid, played yeah. by two kids. Yeah. Twins. I mean, that's usually, with Hollywood, when they have a kid, they usually try to get, <clears throat> they usually try and get twins, and that's because they want the kid uh, to be able to, they want to be able to work around the kid's schedule, but you are only allowed to have kids work a certain amount of hours. And so, by having two kids, 
one is working and then takes time off and then the other one is working while the other one takes the time off. So like they can swap. That's why they do twins is so that this way they can optimize the amount of time with filming rather than, okay, well you can film for four hours today right, and right. like that's it. Right. I mean, it's hard to find identical twins though. Yeah. I don't know what that kid is doing now. I don't know, but he, again, we're talking or about kids. New York and Friends. He was yeah. in Friends uh, oh, as really? a kid. Okay. Uh, and I feel like he was in like a couple other things. And then I don't think he did anything like after this time as a kid, like as a kid actor. I, I mean, probably he's like struggling off, like off Broadway, like trying to do stage in New York or something. I mean, what they should do is a sequel. I mean, Sandler did a movie that's, I think that's my boy. The name of the movie? Yes. Where he's like a deadbeat dad that comes back in somebody's life. They should do with a with uh, um, with uh, what's his name that uh, looks like Adam Sandler, but uh, was on SNL as well. Oh yeah, um, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. Um, Andy Thank Samberg. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy Samberg. Yeah, um, yeah. He, Andy Samberg is Adam Sandler's son in that movie. So he kind of did that this concept already, but he should do a Big Daddy too, where the kid has grown up, and then Sandler is like the grandfather. Or John Stewart's actually the grandfather. As a direct-to-DVD or direct-to-streaming no, movie? No, let's like... go back to the box office. Let's break that Big Daddy record. So you said you wanted to talk about John Stewart. You want to talk about John Stewart being yeah. in this movie? Let's talk about John Stewart being in this movie. I just think it's weird, in hindsight. Why? Because at this time he was doing uh, Daily Show? or just Was he doing Daily Show at this time? Uh, it was 99. This is 99. Uh, I mean, uh, there were... Uh, I don't even know. I mean, I guess he was doing Daily I Show, think, maybe. I think he probably was, because I think the, the original started in 95 or 96, I want to say, and that didn't last too long. But either way, did not act much after this or before. Well, I mean, he was doing The Daily Show, and he was killing it at The Daily Show. But isn't and made it, his... It's just kind of weird, because he's he, not for anyone's fault, but he became known at, for the other thing. It yeah. became huge. I mean, I feel like he's he's been in a bunch of other things, like... Uh, he's in Half Baked. Yeah. Uh, around, around the same, same time. time yeah. You know, so I feel like he just did a bunch of movies and then realized, hey, movies aren't for me. Right. You know, like even if he's has a more prominent role and is making more money, like this isn't for me. Like I kind of like doing this whole shtick with the with the Daily Show. Yeah. I mean, that's all I had to say. Okay. I didn't know it. if you, I I didn't know if this was like some in depth thing that you wanted to. No. Uh, it's not a it's not a very deep movie. No, there it's are a bunch not of a deep Hooters movie. jokes throughout. Yes, the there are a lot, and there are a lot of like really dumb jokes too, and the dumb references. Throwing that, the stick like, for the guy to fall down, like yeah, really dumb stuff. Yeah, Schneider's another one though that he puts him in his movies a lot as like a foreign guy. Like yeah, he, and I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Rob Schneider plays an Asian minister, and, and I didn't know this until I was watching. I pronounced you Chuck and Larry like a week ago for some reason. I, and they're getting married in Vegas, and we pause the movie, and it says the cast on the bottom on yeah. Amazon, and it said Rob Schneider as minister. I'm like, holy shit. Well, I mean, he plays a, a native Hawaiian in 51st Days. Yeah. Um, Tier 4, Sandler. I mean, that's one of those, again, like that one and this, and like Chuck and Larry, like that's during the same time, I think. Chuck and Larry is like 06 or 07. But like... And they all have, like, the heartwarming element to it. Because, like, that's yeah. what Fifty First Dates is, is all about. Like, it's heartwarming. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a, it's a Sandler, Sandler movie. Because you had a bad day. You take it one down. You sing a sad song just to turn it around. Adam Sandler movie. It's a Sadamandler. It's a Sadamandler. Sadamandler. 
Uh, Salamander. Had a bad day, you take one down, you sing a sad song, just turn it around. Salamander, movie, and uh, it has the comedy that he is doing as referenced by like several of the jokes that happen in that movie, but it's heartwarming at the end because, you know, the what spoiler alerts, I'm not going to get into it because we might actually do that movie yeah. at some point. And I feel like that's that's indicative of Adam Sandler at this time. Yeah. It was like yeah, yeah. heartwarming movies, so like you feel a little bit better about yourself. I think this is the most heartwarming where it actually like makes me feel things for a second, like during the trial, even though like, it's goofy, like he has like seven lawyers and yeah. like, the whole thing's goofy, but he doesn't end up with the kid. You think he'd like, because yeah. it's, a, it's a dumb movie that'll end up with the kid. He, <clears throat> he ends up with Jon Stewart and Adam Sandler just ends up growing up from it and becomes like his fun uncle. Yeah. So I think it, I think I appreciate that about this movie is it kind of, like Fifty First Dates is pretty stupid. I mean the whole concept is pretty stupid. But I mean this movie like has an element even though the whole thing's ridiculous and he'd probably go to jail for this in real life. At the end, it's uh, it kind of is everything just worked out for the best. Sure. Uh, do you score? I mean it's a sad it's it's a sad man <laughs> sad sad movie. <laughs> movie. I'm gonna say, even though because I'm I'm giving it a higher ranking because of the fact that this was his highest grossing movie, okay. live action movie, and I'm still gonna go six three. Ooh, I was thinking about doing a six three. Um, you could go six three. I That's, could, but it's it's fun to be different. I wanna yeah, I think it's like about I was gonna go six three. Six three. Just in case, just in case we're both right. Six four. Oh fuck! I mean, that's I was gonna go right like there. six one or six three. I don't know why I don't like even numbers. Right. You're are are you phobic of even numbers? No, nah, I'm just odd. 